everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Monday, December 4th, and it is Mailbox Monday. Today, I'm going to tackle at least one question from a listener who has a, a question about what she should be watching on television. Wow. And it was kind of a loaded question and one I get quite a bit. So we're going to go ahead and tackle it today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I am, well, first of all, if you guys are not doing the uh, the scripture writing challenge for the month of December, um, I kind of did a little bit, something different than I normally do. And we are talking about prophecy and how Jesus was the fulfillment of, of prophecy that had been in the Old Testament from the very beginning. And God has had a plan for us. Sometimes, you know, we look around what's happening in our broken, fallen world, and we and we lose sight of the fact that God knows what's going on. He has always known. He has a plan. The Bible says in Romans that God works all things together for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And Jesus was the fulfillment of many, many prophecies in the Old Testament. And so this uh, this month, for the month of December, we're focusing on those prophecies. And you can download the scripture writing challenge for your children and they can do it with you. I want to just encourage you to go deeper with your children than just simply, hey, this is Jesus' birthday. Jesus' coming was the fulfillment of God's promise. And he promised a long time ago, he promised to Abraham that Jesus would be born from a special genealogy. You can see it all the way through. We we learned back in Isaiah that um, Jesus would be rejected by his own, that he was going to come into Jerusalem on a donkey. There are so many things that happened that were miraculously fulfilled when Jesus came, that it's worth studying about, it's worth teaching our children about. And speaking of teaching our children, we are getting closer and closer to the launch of MomStrong International. We're launching sort of a beta program, sort of a pilot program of a membership-based ministry that we're going to be doing for women, walking you through the word, using the scripture writing challenge, and I am really excited about it. I'm going to link back to um, MomStrong International so you can see kind of what's going on and what we're doing. But every time, uh, every time I think about this, and my husband and I are busy right now creating content for it, we're really excited about what God is doing. But the purpose of doing this is to challenge you to grow in in your walk with the Lord and do it through relationship. So we we do uh, group meetings internationally, then they vary in frequency from once a week to once a month. You can apply to be a leader with MomStrong International, but even if you're not a leader and, and, you're, um, and you simply just want to do it with me, there are tons of reasons why uh, I think you're going to love it. 48 weekly Bible studies that are going to be relevant to the culture. We're going to be walking you through uh, the Bible and then... Um, talking about what's happening in the culture and not being afraid to to tackle the tough topics of the culture right now. But I hope it encourages you because God has a plan. So it's 48 weekly Bible studies that are going to include note-taking pages specific for each study, um, a weekly conversation prompts for various ages of your children, and then a big takeaway from that week's lesson, an opportunity for you to turn that takeaway into a prayer and then I'm going to tell you how to teach it. In other words, I think that when we learn the word of God, it's not just for us. It's so that we can also teach our children and anyone else around us 
how to engage the culture from a biblical worldview. So if that's something also we're going to get where I'm doing monthly videos, I'm going to do um, uh, a chat that happens on a live format at the uh, at the MomStrong uh, groups on Facebook. So lots of really exciting things coming in January. So check it out, momstronginternational.com. All right, I'm going to get to a question that was uh, sent to me by a listener. And she says, her husband greatly enjoys the show, Stranger Things. And I know about Stranger Things because I have 20-somethings, uh, you know, children who are in their 20s, who have said, hey, mom, you need to check out Stranger Things. So she says, after seeing the first snippets of the first season, I could not bring myself to watch the second one, but my husband wants us to watch it together. I can't do it. It feels like it borders on the satanic. I don't think I can mentally handle it without nightmares. What do you do when you and your husband differ in media preferences? He mainly enjoys suspense and jump scares, and I don't feel like I can compromise here, but I also desire to please my husband. So this is a great question. And I'm going to take you, uh, well, first of all, as I'm looking, you know, I'm looking across the table at my husband and I don't think, Jamie, we, we typically, I mean, we disagree on things to watch only because you like boy movies and I like girl movies. Like I really want to watch Pride and Prejudice. I'd watch it a lot. (laughs) You saw it once and you were like, that was okay. But like anything that's, I love, I love anything that's sort of set in that time period. But and Jay really likes the shoot 'em up, you know, bang bang movies. Like he and my son in law, they're gonna go and they'll see, you know, the latest Tom Cruise movie. They really love Mission Impossible, all that stuff. I could really take it or leave it. So really, it's sort of a difference in in preference, I think, just for what we like to watch. But I can tell you that if if my husband felt even for a moment, well, I would tell him. But if I said this scares me, I I actually can't do it. But there have been some things that I've watched that have scared scared you, right, Jay? I'm looking across the table. <laughs> he's just been like, oh yeah, no, uh-uh, I can't watch that. And he just gets up and leaves the room and there's more popcorn for me. <laughs> so I, I, I would think, you know, in marriage, um, we always, we want to be sensitive to each other, right? Where we want to be sensitive. I would never make my husband watch something that, that he didn't want to watch and he's not going to make me watch something I don't want to watch, but it's a, there's a bigger issue at play here. Um, so that's the kind of the marriage piece. Um, and certainly, you know, we want to be, we want to be sensitive, but if there's a movie night that we're, we're doing at our house and I'll just be honest with you, like, that's kind of my favorite way to unwind. Like if I'm, if I have the time, then I love popping some popcorn and here's a little tip for you guys. Jay hates this. So your husband, I like it. I love throwing um, nutritional yeast on my popcorn because it's kind of that cheesy, tons of vitamin B. Jay hates it, but everybody else in my family loves it. So you can pop some popcorn and throw a little bit of uh, nutritional yeast on it, a little bit of salt, ooh, ooh, some butter. I'm telling you what, or for those of you who are purists, some coconut oil, um, I could eat that all day long. <laughs> so that might be my favorite thing about watching movies. It's popcorn. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, but I think that the the bigger issues at play here need to re- meet, they really need to come back to you. What does God want us to do? So this reminds me of uh, being in Tampa, Florida. Some of you guys, well, some of you were there when I was talking about this and others of you have maybe heard me tell this story when I've been speaking around the country, but I was talking about a very real struggle in my life. You don't have to watch scary movies to be watching things that don't please God, right? And so Netflix has gone out of its way. And actually, they all have. Amazon, Hollywood's a cesspool. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but there's so much going on in Hollywood that's like, ooh, I am praying for more people of faith to uh, to want to, to 
write movies, you know, good, good movies that we can actually watch and be proud of and not sit there and cringe, you know, with our, with our kids. But I, I think it's important, you know, as we sort of, we talk about what we're watching, that we listen for the Holy Spirit. And so I was telling this story in Tampa and I was saying I was watching a series on Netflix, not a movie, but a series. I'm also like an epic story girl. I loved Lord of the Rings. I love stories that are that are rich and they unfold over time. And I, I, and there, I found a series on Netflix that I really liked. Well, within about the first half an hour, I realized I was like, okay, this is actually gonna be full of uh, sex and violence and more sex and violent sex. And I'm like, this is actually not good for me. And I heard the Lord just say so clearly, Heidi, whoa, hey, I live here. Temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. That's me. I live here. I'm in the temple. You're violating it. Don't watch this. And I knew in my spirit that it wasn't good for me to watch, but man, I liked the story. And I was like, how's the story going to end? I really want to hear more about the story. And so I've, I finally realized this is me sinning. Like I was actually sinning by watching that and I knew it and I didn't have enough self-control to not watch it because when you've got, you know, 10,000 pounds of, you know, cold wrinkled laundry sitting on your, on your bed, you just want to open up Netflix and binge watch to get through it. Right. (laughs) So that's what I was doing. And I finally realized, okay, I'm going to have to tell my husband that I'm struggling with this and then see if he can't hold me accountable because I clearly have a self-control problem, which by the way, is a fruit of the spirit. And so these are things we need to be sensitive about. So as I was talking about the show, I get done, you know, basically spilling my guts and confessing that I'm watching things on Netflix that I probably shouldn't be watching. And the Lord really gave me victory in it, but it wasn't without the help of my husband and just going before the Lord every day and just saying, hey, I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to lay down what I want to do and exchange it for what you want to do. And this can be anything in your life. It doesn't just have to, you know, center around something you shouldn't be watching. It can center around how much alcohol you consume. It can center around the books that you're reading, the language that you're using. We want to be living lives that are pleasing to God. And so that's really the bottom line. All right. And so uh, when I was done speaking, this this man came up to me and he was just like, I want to know what you're watching. It was like he didn't hear a word I said. He wanted to know what I was watching. And I told him no. And he said, well, it's, it's because you're embarrassed. And I said, Yes, it is because I'm embarrassed. I am kind of embarrassed that I watched the first two episodes of that season or whatever it was. But I said, it's really the reason I'm I'm not telling you is because what you're going to do is you're just going to, this is going to be part of your checklist of things that you, you know, that you do or you don't do because, uh, because of Christian, because you're a Christian, not because you're listening to the Holy Spirit. I said, if you watching something on, if you're watching anything and you, and you feel that still small voice, that check in your spirit, turn it off right? That's what we want to do. And if I, if I'm, if I sat here and gave you guys all a list of things that you should and shouldn't watch, then it negates the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. God is able, he really is, to convict us of sin, to tell us what's, what's good for us and what isn't. And I think that is probably the bigger issue. And so that's kind of where I want to camp. And I'm going to take you guys to Philippians 4. I love this because this is really, this, he, um, the Apostle Paul in talking to the people in Philippi really gets to the heart of the issue. And he's trying to encourage them. He starts off by saying, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and I long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. So his encouragement to them is stay true to the Lord. He's recognizing 
that our hearts are exactly like the hymn says they are. We are prone to wander. Um, and so he then he goes on to tell um, a couple of them to settle their disagreement um, because they are co-laborers uh, in Christ. But then you go down to verse eight and he says, uh, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And so if what we're watching isn't excellent and worthy of praise, or it's at the very least, it's it's troubling our spirit because it's easy for us to say, oh, I know that's wrong. I would never do that in real life. And um, and I I watched, uh, one of my kids was like, mom, you got to watch Stranger Things. And so we did, we sat down, we watched, I think we watched most of the first season and I'll, I'll just tell you right now, um, there's some things that right, right away about it that I, that I actually liked. First of all, I grew up in the 80s. <laughs> so it totally takes you back. Like if you're into retro, like I kept telling my daughter, oh, I had that sweater. Oh, I wore those shoes. Oh, look, they have walkie talkies. Like I was super into just the, the brilliant way that they really did take you back to this sort of retro mix of, uh, of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. And so, like right down to the video arcade uh, games that they played. You know, I haven't seen anybody play Dig Dug in a really long time. <laughs> so I was like, we were telling our kids, hey, kids. I mean, they were like, be quiet, you know, because I've got, you know, older adult children in my home. And we kept saying, oh, man, you guys, we used to, we didn't have, you know, iPhones. We had to go down to the down to the uh, video arcade. And so Jay and I started talking about the video games we used to play and, you know, uh, and all, you know, Pac-Man. And, you know, there were the, the big video games and our kids we didn't even watch half of it because we were so like, we just kept seeing things that we thought were fun, you know, right down to the cars that the sheriffs drove and all that stuff. So that was really cool. But I'll tell you what, um, a couple things right off, uh, right off the bat really bothered me. And I told this to my husband. Um, I don't like the constant cursing. And these are kids who are probably in junior high, junior high age. And it's, it's just full of, of curse words. And that, I mean, my husband said to me later, like if that were happening in our home, we would say, hey, could you please not talk that way, right? Because it, we don't we don't talk that way in our home. And I don't want to watch that either. And there's obviously, you know, the, it's kind of a scary story. So it is. it talks about, you know, sort of the upside down. So if anybody likes scary stories and you like the 80s or you liked anything that Steven Spielberg re- used to do, you're probably going to, you're probably going to like the stories. I thought it got a pretty dark. Um, it, to me, it went beyond just a scary alien and it was, it was it was pretty dark, and I just don't like that kind of stuff anymore. When I was younger, I used to like it. And I think partly because I didn't um, I didn't realize how real evil actually is. You know, when we're we're playing with fire, and this is you know aliens, and it's you know, but it ha- in some in some respects, like I'm thinking about the the very beginning when she's trying to get a message from her son who's stuck on this in what's called the upside down. It kind of felt Ouija boardish to me a little bit, and that bothered me, and so. Um, there's some things about it that I just, uh, I didn't really like. I went to plugged in online just to, uh, just to, can I see what they thought? And they, I thought they gave it kind of a wishy-washy review. In other words, they didn't really say the things that they really liked and didn't like. But one thing they did uh, toward the end is they said, and I totally agree. The kids here like their Steve-ish literary and cinematic forebearers. So he's talking to, you know, back to, um, Steven Spielberg in the 1980s, uh, the the stories whisk you back to more innocent days, but when you meet the characters, they're often anything but innocent. 
They play with Dungeons and Dragons, which might set off alarms for parents concerned with its darker spiritual elements. And while these children seem to eschew alcohol and tobacco for the more esoteric pleasures of Tolkien, the adults there around drink and smoke with abandon when the scene shifts to the high school set. Sex for the heady fearful prom or the heady fearful promise of it never seems far away. And that's that's really true. And so my husband was saying to me, you know, um, he's like, oh man, you know what? We forgot about VidAngel. So I looked it up on VidAngel to see. I love VidAngel, by the way, because it gives you the ability to filter out the stuff that you don't want to fil- that you don't want to see. You can filter out the curse words. You can filter out. Uh, you can filter out pretty much anything that you want to filter out: sex and violence and whatever. And VidAngel says that their new filtering data uh, revealed that Netflix's new season, season two for Stranger Things, has actually ramped up the mature content for its second season, which is typically what they do, right? They get you they get you wrapped in with a story that's kind of fun and cool, and the next season comes out, and you're you're watching stuff that you're like, wow, I you know this is making me feel weird. So uh, the second season, according to VidAngel, has forty three percent more sexual content, 43% more alcohol and drugs, 40% more objectionable language, which I was like, how are they going to even get 40% more into it? <laughs> you know, uh, 28% more violence and five uses of the F word in season two. I haven't actually gotten that far. I've never heard him use the F word in Stranger Things, but I'll tell you, that would, that'd be it. That, that'd be it for me. It's kind of it for me anyway. But um, VidAngel has it. So if you guys haven't checked out VidAngel yet, I want to just encourage you to check it out because it's an entertainment platform that really empowers parents to filter out language, nudity, violence, mature content from movies and TV, including Netflix. And you can use it. We don't have cable in our home anymore, but we use the Roku and it totally works with Roku and we love VidAngel and we're able to stream and filter entertainment from Amazon Prime, from Netflix, um, wherever you watch, uh, wherever you're watching. So uh, check it out. And I want to just encourage you back to, and this is why uh, why I I really quit watching Stranger Things, just because I told my husband, it just, it, it bothered me. But again, you got to be listening to the Lord. You got to listen to the Lord. And now, dear brother and sister, I'm going to leave you with this again. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice. That's the hard part. Keep putting into practice, this is the Apostle Paul, all that you have learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. And boy, isn't that what we want in our homes? We want peace. We want the Holy Spirit to flood our hearts. We want him to, um, and we want our children to see us doing what the Apostle Paul says, which is putting into practice everything that we're learning and, and knowing from our maturity, our maturing process, the sanctifying process that God is doing in our lives, making us more like him. And our kids are going to model what they see us embracing. So if they see us embracing uh, things that are that are um, not lovely and pure and admirable, they are more likely to embrace those, those things themselves. And so uh, definitely take advantage of things like VidAngel. And then even more than that, you seem to ask yourself, is this something that God wants me to be watching? Is it bothering my spirit? Do I hear the Holy Spirit? That is the bigger issue. What is it that God is saying to us? And we have the ability, you guys, because of uh, of Jesus. God gave us the Holy Spirit. He didn't leave us here alone. He gave us his word and he gave us the Holy Spirit. Listen to him and be changed by it. All right. I'm going to be coming back um, in just a couple of days. And we're going to kind of turn our, our, our attention to the holidays again, because 
uh, we're ramping up obviously for the holidays and I want to just encourage you to focus on the Lord. My friend Asherita uh, Choo Choo is going to be coming on the podcast with me on Friday in my Friendship Friday podcast. And we're going to be talking about how to unwrap the names of Jesus. She's really going to be encouraging you. And I hope that you take some time. Moms, if you're homeschooling, mellow out. You can actually do that. Mellow out, enjoy your kids, um, enjoy your families. Jesus really is the reason for the season. So let him flood your home and your hearts this Christmas. I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.